I saw this fun trend recently, hashtag cozy cardio. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's on social media right now. And it's really about what is your comfortable atmosphere, your comfortable kind of vibe, your comfortable clothing for rejuvenating movement throughout the day. And in all my services, I definitely push the idea that self-care is all day. It's where you are. It's whatever you're wearing. And movement is all day. It's part of it. Uh, But so I'm all for this cozy cardio trend, all for just kind of creating an atmosphere where movement is rejuvenating. And I want to kind of hop on that back on the back of that, because getting 10,000 steps a day or the recommended movement a week, it's almost impossible without devoting a chunk of time to movement. And we really want movement to be a a pleasure principle in our lives, have that pleasure principle in our lives and really just uh, be something that we look forward to and have an environment that that we look forward to. And that out of the box idea that I have, which is a little bit different than cozy cardio, because I think people are probably going to push it to an extreme where it has to be the perfect aroma and lighting and all the other things. But I really want to really enjoy the idea of movement all day, that all that movement all day is possible, right? We can do more, we can do better when we break things up into smaller increments throughout the day versus a large chunk of time devoted to changing our clothes and getting our mind right and going on that long run or those long weights, weightlifting sessions or whatever. And I definitely am all for those times when we can break away and break out of the norm. But if, if that's going to be our daily kind of commitment to movement, then I think something we need some flexibility right that around that. And I want to give you today four steps to creating an all day movement habit so you can get your movement needs in daily. Are you ready for this? Let's get into it. Hey mama, are you way too busy to figure out what you actually need for your health? Do you want to make sustainable progress in your health goals while also feeling at peace with your body? Maybe you just feel stuck. You dread getting dressed in the morning because, well, nothing fits anymore. Hey, I'm Lou, and wherever you are, we're going to love your body to health. As a mom, wife, and trainer, I like to debunk popular culture to help you find research-based sustainable habits. We're moving out of overwhelm and into empowerment. Wherever you are, fill up that water bottle, lace up those shoes because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. So know this. When you create a positive movement routine, your body actually will start to crave the movement. It's really fun. Like when you start finding movement that you enjoy, I enjoy yoga, I enjoy dancing, I enjoy mobility, your body is going to actually start to want to do that movement a lot more. It's just the same with diet. If you start eating something, a vegetable that you enjoy, your body's going to want that vegetable a lot more and vice versa. If it's sugar, all the things, right? So, and I'm also not talking about disordered movement cravings. Like there's some, sometimes people crave movement because they are trying to escape something and they tend to over move for unbalanced, unbalanced reasons. And I definitely want to highlight that. And that's not what I'm talking about here or any of this podcast. But there are some things, some signals, some symptoms that your body may already be create craving movement. So 
if you have some issues with digestion and maybe some constipation or uh, irritable bowel syndrome, all sorts of things, that might be an indicator that your body needs to move more generally. If you're not moving every day, your body movement is going to help you in that area. Maybe it's stress and anxiety. And I definitely sympathize and empathize with this. If there are some anxiety things that, 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 challenge you or you know they you find you're anxious a lot movement can help you kind of sort through all of that moving your mood is a real psychosomatic uh tool uh that you can use and so uh, really just kind of what is a movement that is good for it, that is helpful for you. Breathing, deep breathing is really helpful for those stressful th- things, but also walking, some sort of meditative, repetitive kind of movement is really, really helpful for stress and anxiety. And then sleep. If you're not sleeping very well, or maybe you find that you're oversleeping or you're not going to sleep very quickly at night and you're kind of anxious or racing thought, movement can really help kind of calm your body and prepare your body for cyclical kind of responses to night and day and all all sorts of rhythms, natural rhythms happening around us. So movement, your body may already be in that craving space and you don't even recognize it, but your body is trying to give you signals that you need to move. I recently read a blog by a dietitian, and and I kind of roll my eyes because there is this kind of ongoing gap between the worlds of training, fitness, personal training, exercise things, and diet, dietetics and dietitian world, and it's just conversations that don't get had enough. And and it, she was saying things about her her body and kind of intuitive eating and just kind of talking about body positivity and rejuvenating movement, which I am all for, but she made the statement that maybe heavy workouts were not for her anymore. And really just kind of, it sounded like she wouldn't raise her heart rate above a certain level anymore. And it really, it was not kind of, she wasn't talking about CrossFit or anything like that. It was just kind of like, okay, I'll just stick with walking and yoga and leisure bike rides. And I, I, I really had a hard time reading that. I, I was like, I, I could, I, I, my mind was blown. Really, <laughs> I'm stuttering because I can't find words still about how, how, what a gap there is in that information uh, between, you know, a, a sympathetic, empathetic diet, dietitian, and the need for exercise and movement in a person's life. And uh, many times you'll find that dietitians are all about food management, which is their job, yes, uh, but it, it becomes kind of, it's bigger than, you know, it's more important than a person's body shape and size. And this is the body positivity movement. I am all for it. I, I definitely want to be anti-punishment, whether it's with food and or or movement, whatever it is, but it also becomes, it can become, and I won't say it's always that way because I, I love dietitians and dietitians have done wonders in my life. And I, I hear some amazing dietitians out there, but it can become uh, food management is more important than exercise uh, because exercise is also seen as one of those body punishment culprits. And I want you to get out of that, that mentality. Exercise is just as rejuvenating and important to your overall health and should not be used as punishment. 
And so if you have that kind of challenge with movement and that healthy balance of movement place, please consider that there there may be things that you don't understand or that you're not considering when you're thinking about movement as a daily commitment for your body. The, the benefits of movement, particularly vigorous exercise, is really important for your overall health. Uh, if you are in that postpartum or peri, perinatal state, Consider that you are are in a huge transition. Your body is essentially uh, taking the back seat to be a convenience or actually maybe it's better to say that your body is now kind of an usher f- opening the door for someone else to, to do the activity to, to get where they need to go, right? Your your body is this harbor for this child and the, and the growth of this child. And you don't recognize the toll that it, your body takes in the waiting for the child, the growing growth stage, and then also the postpartum stage. And so it's really important that you take it's slow. This is a slow, as smooth, smooth, as fast time in your life, this perinatal stage, right? Or maybe you're in a season where there's a calorie deficit and you're like, I'm going to do some weight management things. And, um, but know that you're in a, if you're in a calorie deficit, you are taking in less energy. And so if you have less energy, you're going to have more fatigue and, and you're going to want to gravitate toward that more rejuvenating movement rather than heavier workouts all the time. You do want to have strength training. You don't want muscle loss to be a part of it. But again, that is, that's a season of life. Also perimenopausal stuff where you have hormonal fluctuations happening. This is important to consider because once again, your hormones are fluctuating. And so you may not always feel like you're in the mood for movement or different movement may feel better at different times. But um, once again, slowest move, smoothest fast, incorporating interval training during these times and really for all of these seasons is really helpful to, to ease into more vigorous workouts. And I only uh, emphasize that because we need 7,500 to 10,000 steps a day for all of our body systems to function well. The American College of Sports Medicine recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity per week or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic activity. And that is usually that that is great if there's a hybrid of those things because of the benefits of both the moderate intensity aerobic activity and the vigorous intensity activity. So some sort of combination that lands you in, in that range. And then also two times a week, you want to do muscle strength that works all major muscle groups, right? So these are the movement recommendations and vigorous exercise is really going to be part, a, a small part sometimes, but a part of what gets you there, what gets you to your your healthy place. I'm not saying that you need to be the best and uh, fastest and the, the most able that you could, your body can be, but your body does need to function well. And there are some basic things that that if they are not in place, your body begins to show signs of deterioration that that are not necessary, right? And all of this doesn't have to be consecutive. You don't have to sit there for 75 minutes in a vigorous workout and then say, check, done for the week, right? You still get benefits if you break up the movement into smaller increments, even 10 to 20 minutes at a time. 
there's so many benefits recorded by research supported benefits that are that have to do with shorter amounts of workouts that are spread out throughout the day, spread out throughout the week. Totally fine. You can also use that hybrid of vigorous and moderate intensity aerobic activity, and you you can break up your strength training into bite-sized sessions and, and just work on different muscle groups over the course of the week. But you do have to keep in mind that you likely will need to move faster at times. Just start slow. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. You're going to, you, if you ease in with some interval training, uh, some HIT training, high intensity interval training. And again, high intensity interval training has everything to do with your heart rate and it being personal to you versus, versus somebody else's best and, and how, how the person next to you, how many pushups they can do in, in 30 seconds or whatever. It really has to do with your personal capacity. And that's why I love interval training because it really is, where is your best? And so anyway, that's a great way to start slow with vigorous activity and getting in the necessary movement. But today I'm going to break down a true habit, a true movement habit, and how you can get there with just four key steps. And a true habit has these four different areas. There's a cue, there's a craving, there's a response to that craving, and then there's a reward for responding in that way. And sometimes as you create a habit, you're going to need to create an environment that becomes a cue for a craving, right? So maybe you don't have that cue for a craving in the beginning, but your your craving is you want to get better. You want to get 10,000 steps a day. You want to get in more, more strength training. You got to identify something specific that you're kind of going after with these. So that's going to be your cue for the time being until your body starts to naturally crave these things. And then keep in mind, our bodies enjoy routines. So you want to kind of have it the same time of day, same time of week, every single week. It's going to be really hard to keep up with something consistently and allow it to grow over time if you're kind of hit it, hitting it haphazardly, right? I, I'm all for getting it in where it fits in. There are times for that, but then there's also a time where you get back to the routines that, that you enjoy and that, that give you rewarding feedback, right? So here are your four steps. And I really want to make movement a habit, a daily habit for you. But this is going to be your four steps to get there. Number one, I want you to find natural dips in your day, low energy moments. Sometimes people can nail down every day at 2.15, I have this energy dip. Or every day, you know, at 6 a.m., there's a lull before everybody gets up. Or every day that I get really anxious before X. Or every day, there's kind of this kind of shifting that happens right before lunch. I want you to find those. And, and, find the margin in those regular kind of rhythms of your day and and really focus in on those. And then, which will take you to number two, prioritize what's important during that time. What's really important to you? Is it to, to grab a quick walk? And, and what are you going to need 
to to do that, right? I break it all the way down. What are the all the little steps that go in there to get you to uh, to getting a walk in, right? Anything that's in the way, all of that, just write it all down. What's going to happen in that 15 to 20 minutes to get you moving, to get you stretching, to get you to turn on a, a workout, whatever it is, find that and and figure that out. Write it all out. And then number three, create a routine with and around those particular items. So once you've inventoried everything that you need, once you create a routine that that feels doable, that feels enjoyable, right? That feels like, okay, this is going to be smooth and I'm going to be able to beginning begin and end it very quickly. I'm going to be able to grab my sneakers, run out to the stairs, run up and down the stairs three times, come back, wipe myself down and then move on to lunch or something like that, right? And then number four, make the routine enjoyable. Start slow. So you, if you're, if you can't make it up and down the steps five times, start with two, right? Start with one, start slow. And you're, you're, you have in mind that you want to incorporate more movement, you check done. Don't check three more checks with, I'm going to do 20 stair, you know, stair up and down the stairs, travels up and down the stairs. And then, you know, you miss a day and, or you can't quite make it the 20th time or something like that. And it can get, throw you off. I just want you to do the small wins right now and check your moving more during the day. Check you got 7,500 steps today. Check you got 10,000. Check I'm starting to feel the rhythm and I'm starting to enjoy this routine, right? So this is really important. Uh, just these four steps, finding natural dips in your day, prioritizing what's important during that time and inventorying that, creating a routine with and around those items and making the routine enjoyable starting really slow. Those are your four steps and you are going to find that you're moving so much more every single day. Can you do this for three months? Because 90 days is the magic number. If you can do it for 90 days, then then you will start to see that your body is naturally craving these, these routines and these rhythms throughout the day. I hope this is helpful for you. You're welcome to join me in the Facebook community online, facebook.com slash groups slash body habit rescue. And until next time, let's move. Thank you so much for listening. If it was helpful to you, please pass to a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are so supportive to me and to others. I read every one. Until next time, let's move friend.